Mr. 2000. Let's step into the huddle. You're listening to the Pre-Snap Podcast brought to you by LineStar App, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go to LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now here are your hosts, fantasy football experts, Joe Pizapia and Scott Bogman. Here on LineStar, we'll be here doing the wagering show. We'll be here doing the DFS preview. We'll take you through the Saturday slate, the Sunday slate, the weekend slate, all the slates you could possibly have. We're going to take you through courtesy of the LineStar app, the greatest DFS tool site in the history of the universe. Go and get it. Baseball's around the corner. Uh, hopefully we'll be back again, Bob and I doing the baseball show. And in the meantime, if you're going to play baseball, go get your fantasy black book too on Amazon right now. Get ready. Fancy Baseball Black Book 2021 and leave a nice five-star review while you're doing it as well. And Boggs, it was a crazy, uh, crazy week of football. I told you, I, I, I sent you a screenshot of my best lineup, 198 <laughs> points on FanDuel. And uh, and it won me 12 whole dollars in the million dollar contest. So, you know, we said pay, play lines will be high. We, we meant it. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, look, $12 is better than no dollars, right, Joe? We'll I take know, it. I know. Uh, we'll take it. We'll take it. It was a good lineup. It was it was fun while it lasted. Uh, but look, <laughs> obviously, let's. You were missing Jerry Judy from from I, that lineup. I think I'm, so. I'm an idiot. I uh, <laughs> I should have listened to you. But I, you know what? I mean, I had Taylor and and Derek Henry together. Like it's just not enough. It's you have to hit on everything in Week 17 to even like sniff big money. And it's just hilarious. And, yeah, and I'm surprised you didn't have Nate Sudfeld in that lineup. You didn't put him in late or anything. So, <laughs> oh, thank goodness. I mean, uh, we, you know what? Let's let's do that because you, you brought it up. So let's okay. do it before we even get right. into anything else. How dumb is it that Giant fans can sit around with a six-win team and complain about not making the playoffs? And how dumb is it that Giant players can sit around with six wins and complain about not making the playoffs in any fashion at all? Uh, yeah. I mean, obviously. Uh, you don't want to disrespect the game. I thought what Joe Judge said was very poignant and and very correct and all that stuff. But I think if you're just, if you're looking objectively at both sides of this, I don't like what the Eagles did with, you know, what really Doug Peterson did. I mean, Eagles players wanted to fight him after the game, I've heard. So uh, I don't think this was a unilateral decision from the whole organization. This was a Doug Peterson decision. So I don't well, like I think this. it was an upstairs decision because right. the two assets you have right now are Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts. And the last thing you want to do is get Hurts hurt, you know, which is oh, a weird thing to say. I, no, uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm I know you're angling okay. for the dad joke and you just I, no, I'm not. I'm not. I wasn't even right trying, now, but I wasn't even trying to do that. But but but, but anyway, yeah, uh, you okay. know, what's the best thing for the Eagles franchise? It's to lose this game to move your draft picks over the across the whole draft a little bit higher. So. You know you're not making the playoffs. There's no reason for you to win this game. And you don't owe the Giants any damn favors at all. So, you know, I, I get what Peterson did. Would you would you like to see him throw out his best lineup and try to beat Washington just to, you know, play your best game? So many of these teams played the this last week like it was their Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Uh, the Niners played the Seahawks real close. Um, the, the Texans played the Titans real close. The Jaguars even showed a little bit of life, right? So a lot of these teams were playing like it was going to be their last game for a year. And, you know, after 2020, I think we know that there's uh, no promises given ever. So, you know, go out there late on the line and they didn't do that. So I understand people being disappointed, but if you're a Giants fan, you won six games, shut yeah, your mouth. And you, you were don't want to hear it. 
and what they covered in like 10 games this year. Like you were in games. You should have won, bro. And I just yeah. broke you, bro. <laughs> bro. I mean, come on, bro. You know, you had, you were in all those games. You shouldn't have been in. How about you win one more, bro? I don't know. That's right, bro. Is that bro? All right, let's get to the big look at these numbers. My goodness, 250.66. That's what it took to win $300,000 on FanDuel this week. <laughs> so my little 198 doesn't look so hot uh, by yeah. comparison. Was I'm surprised you got 12 bucks out of it now. Yeah. <laughs> right, 250. Oh, God, unbelievable. 31 points from Tom Brady. Uh, 28 points from Alexander Madison, who obviously, you know, as, as that news broke, uh, on the Sunday morning show, we talked about pivoting to Madison and I was very pro Madison. I had him in a bunch of lineups because it just made sense. He was 26% drafted. It made a ton of sense because of Detroit, of where Detroit is right now. And I know Madison spurned a lot of people, but it was the right way to go, taking another shot and it paid off a lot. Uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. really finishing strong. He's got a bunch of touchdowns, back-to-back games with 20, uh, 20 carries. Very impressive here. And Jeff Wilson also had a huge game against the Patriots where you know, he went off there in that one game where Mostert wasn't around. He had 22 points. Do you think Wilson's going to get a long look at that job next year? Yeah, I mean, look, this is a two-back set, you know, right. w- for what Shanahan wants to do. So uh, Mostert is constantly banged up. So, yeah, I think you're right. I think Jeff Wilson's going to get a long look. He should, unless they draft someone, which He's the best handcuff in my mind right now. Yeah, like, 100%. And he's not even a handcuff. He's like, he's like a definitely 1A. a flex option for sure. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Antonio Brown, 11 catches, 130 yards, two touchdowns, 5% drafted. He had 31 points. And I kicked myself on this one too, because I know he had a big game against Atlanta a few weeks ago. And uh, had I known that there was an incentive there for him to have a certain number of catches and get a quarter of a million dollars, I would have put Antonio Brown in my lineup because there was no way Tom Brady wasn't making that happen. Well, also, Evans got hurt in this game. So, yeah. Uh, it, that afforded Antonio Tom's gonna Brown get more opportunity, too. We know that. Yeah, Tom's I mean, for the most part, absolutely. Tom's going to get everybody paid. Uh, Marvin Jones Jr., he's going to be a free agent. And he said, hey, how about eight catches for 182 touchdowns for him? He, he had 34 points. Sterling Shepard back-to-back good weeks, which helps nobody. 29.6. Uh, Darren Waller, another great game for him. 22. He was the best tight end on the board again, and he proved it as the most expensive one without Kelsey. New Orleans Saints D at 1.7 drafted 17 points from them. They really crushed Carolina. And of course, Derrick Henry was in this lineup 40%. Mm. Mm, the good chalk 35 points for him. 34 carries 250, two touchdowns, 2000 yards. Can I get an amen? Amen. And if only <laughs> someone would have gone out on a limb before the season started, Joe, and said that Derrick Henry was going to go back to back, you know, only somebody, somebody <laughs> would have done that mm. uh, you know what i should have done i should have doubled down and then said two thousand yards too and then i would have really looked like a you know out of my gourd but uh yeah look it's, he uh, did go over the uh you know the 370 mark is a huge mark as far as uh guys getting hurt after their uh you know year of running 370 times and he did cross 378 here that was his total for and the he's year, got so. playoffs ahead of him yep I mean, that's a lot of miles, a lot of miles. But this is a dude that didn't have enough miles in the first, you know, three seasons of his career, for sure. That's fair. You know, and I think that's the way I kind of look at Derrick Henry is that he was, it's, I I am all in on redrafts on Derrick Henry next year. Paying a premium going for it, that's fine. He gets hurt, he gets hurt, fine. I will live with that. Long term, I think next year is the time to start looking to shop him. Just kind, kind of like the same way I was this year about McCaffrey. 
Yeah. You know, I was kind of like, you know, this is the year to shop McCaffrey to see if you can get a King's ransom because his value could never be higher than it was going into this season. I think you wait one more year on Henry and then shop it. I think he's got one more definitely in there of somewhere in the 1500 range or something like that. I mean, 2000 is just absurd. I mean, what an incredible effort for him on the DK side, Kirk cousins, who I was in love with, put up 37 points. Mm -hmm. Mm. Jonathan Taylor put up 41 Mm. Madison 29. Mm. The funny thing is, this looks a lot like my lineup until you get to Jerry Judy and Bogdan was right. And I was wrong. (laughs) Oh, I just, you know what? We were both into it. I just couldn't do it. I didn't have the guts and I'm so mad. Uh, I mean, look, take away his gigantic touchdown and there's not a lot there. So I I understand, but you got it. You got a 92 yard score. So right is right. Brandon cooks finishing strong too. another good game for him. 42 points. Jones was in this lineup. Gasecki was in this lineup, AJ Brown. So look, we were very much into uh, the stack for Tennessee. We were very, very much into the Houston, Tennessee game. Well, remember I told you the, un- the over under could be 150. I don't care. I'm, I'm over. And, and it was, it was just, it's such a no brainer. Like just cause JJ Watts upset doesn't mean all of a sudden Houston could play defense. Well, you know, and not that they play defense, but both these teams played hard. The Texans played hard, which uh, was fairly impressive. You know, I kind of expected some of these teams to lay down, but I think, you know, I think we have to commend the NFL a little bit for making the majority of these games or were they, I think all of the games, uh, just division rivals uh, at the end of the season here. And it's such a good idea, it is. especially when there's division races and stuff. And also if you want to get the most effort out of a team, then you put them against a rival. So I think it was very smart. You know, very few teams laid down. Cincinnati laid down. Uh, Buffalo didn't try, but they did. Carolina laid down. Uh, <laughs> and the Cardinals with a playoff spot on the line laid down. Yes. Was, uh, Cliff Kingsbury is not a great coach. Like, I I, I like him. Well, they he's improved an OC. your win total, but you're not wrong. I, I'm starting to think the same thing. Like the Kingsbury. He's an OC. He, he, should, he should not be a head coach in the NFL. Like, that punt with four minutes left. I was like, what the hell are you doing? What are you possibly doing here? It's the second time he'd done it. It was the second time he'd done it this year. So a very, very strange effort from the Cardinals. And Murray was in and out of this game, too. Very strange. So Yeah. Yeah, Look, look, let's do, since we don't have a full slate of games to hot take, we will hot take, of course, the playoffs. But let's go to some of the non-playoff teams. And uh, uh, let's see. uh, Let's start with uh, the Falcons here. Uh, Another loss there to the Bucs. So um, Falcons, Julio Jones gone next year, right? Calvin Ridley, number one guy. And uh, as long as Matt Ryan, I think, sticks around, you think that's fair, right? I do. Yeah. And I think Matt Ryan's going to stick around. He's he's a hard contract to trade. And uh, I I think he would also have to agree on on the team he's going to. So, um, you know, I I think he sticks in Atlanta, but it is time to rebuild. Yeah. uh, Look, Dallas Cowboys, obviously, it's just a matter of getting Dak healthy. I think that's. That's the biggest problem. I still well, think we got to get him is- signed too. I mean, there's <laughs> yeah. no guarantee, you know, no that luck. they can I mean, franchise him, but there's no guarantee here. I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah, got to. And look, next, next year, CD land's going to be a star. I'm telling you everybody right now. Oh yeah. Get on that. Get, get, you know, <laughs> I I'm, I'm the, I'm become the wide receiver whisperer of the last couple of years between Godwin <laughs> and DJ Moore two years ago. This year was DK Metcalf and Calvin Ridley. Right. I mean, how annoying was I in, july and august that's all i did was talk about those two guys i'm yeah. telling you right now it's going to be cd lamb all i'm going to talk about probably t yeah. higgins too that's going to be the two guys that i'm going to yeah. be H- higgins is great uh and, and you know green will be gone most likely and yeah man uh cd lamb and i said uh, before this season i said he's at least going to be the number two by the end of the year he might be the number one by the end of the year he didn't quite get there 
but there were games where he was definitely the best player on the team. So uh, New York Jets, you think uh, at a Sam Darnold's quarterback next year? Or no, no, I, I think he is. I, th- I think they stick with him. I think they're going to take I think they're going to stick at number two. I think they're going to take Penny Sewell out of Oregon. They're going to have their two bookends. And I think Darnold gets another shot here. Wow. Oh, boy. Talk about rolling the dice. Is Adam Gase going to be the offensive coordinator of Alabama? <laughs> uh, whatever gets him out of an NFL job. Like, What do you think about your new coach at Texas? I didn't even get I, to ask you about that. No, I don't want to talk about that right now. 2021 oh. supposed to be about good things. So oh, uh, I didn't think you'd be happy about that, but I wanted to get your full reaction here on the show. It's why I haven't asked you since it happened. Yeah. So, I mean, look, I, I, I was lukewarm <laughs> on Tom Herman. So, uh, okay. like getting rid of Tom Herman is fine. Uh, I'm not like <clears throat> upset about that, but getting rid of Tom Herman to put Sark in charge of another, you know, billion dollar program. And the guy has obviously had his personal demons in the past. It's a lot of pressure to put on a guy. And I know that's why he went to Bama to, to restore Bama's offense. You know, he, he <clears throat> put through Tua and a bunch of uh, amazing prospects through to the NFL. Uh, but, I just I don't know. Like I don't I know, hate it, but I'm I'm definitely not in love with it either. So who's the who's the quarterback of the Patriots next year? Uh, TB, TBD. I I, yeah. I have no idea. I, it's not Stidham. It ain't Cam Newton. So it is Mister Outside Hire at this point. Can the Patriots give their uh, next three years of first round picks to the Texans for Deshaun Watson? And I don't think the do. Texans will do that. Uh, they're going to get some smart people in Houston, and there is just no way that Deshaun Watson goes anywhere. He's so good. I just want Deshaun he Watson. Is. He's amazing. <laughs> you see J.J. Watt apologize to him. He, uh, they were walking off the field. He said, we wasted a year, and J.J. Well, Watt apologized to J.J. Watt, right? He wasn't. I thought Deshaun was saying it to J.J. Saying Deshaun said, we wasted a year, and J.J. Watt yeah. apologized to him. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, let me tell you, um, Vikings look offensively great. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they moved on from Thielen. It looks like BB's ready to do some more on that offense. And Jefferson, 1,400 yards, incredible performance for him as a rookie this year. And the Lions, uh, you know, Swift. They got I think, a lot of rebuilding to do. They do. So. I mean, would you think Matt Stafford moves on? No, I, I, I really yes. don't. I think, I think he either sticks with Detroit or he retires. I don't see him going anywhere else. What about nah. him for the Patriots? I'm just trying to find a quarterback because I'm. Yeah, I mean I'm that that would work, but why? I mean, are the Patriots the Patriots roster isn't any better than the Lions roster right now? It's just not. The coaching's better, but but they're going to get a decent coach in Detroit. You would hope. So can I get Galladay and Stafford? Can I just can I get like a group discount? <laughs> I mean, you could all always yeah. root for the Lions, Joe. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's not get crazy. All right, let's move on here. Uh, the Bengals with healthy Joe Burrow next year. Look, I think Taylor did a really good job at the end here. They nearly won five games. Um, T. Higgins I was surprised like- that, uh, you know, we heard uh, that Zach Taylor may not be safe in his job. Uh, I, I don't think that's – I think you bring in a good defensive coordinator, you know, and like so I really respect Marvin Lewis pretty good DC. So Lewis would be good. <laughs> Anthony Lynn. I mean, Anthony Lynn would be great. He would fit perfectly there. Yeah, that, I mean, the Marvin Lewis thing would be hilarious, but, I mean, they love um, Marvin Lewis. I mean – I yeah, can't believe Marvin all... Lewis got he got an interview with Detroit or something, and I was like, oh, poor Lions. We man. should all find someone who loves us as much as the Bengals loved Marvin Lewis. Like that's they could be so loyal no matter how terrible we are. Ooh, yeah. Uh but you know what? Joe Mixon's at a weird fork in the road. I can't do it again. I, I I took the shot this year, it failed. They made a big investment on him. It would not shock me if you know, like if if the Bengals brought in Marlon Mack or something like that next year, yeah, that 
that's kind of like you got to do something like that. I think if you're the Bengals and and cover yourself a little better, well, you got to fix it. Nothing's going to work if that O line doesn't get shelled, uh, you know, short up. So that they got they got to fix that O line. That's uh, priority A number one. So they have I'm, everything else they need. I'm so proud that I called the uh, Dolphins getting just obliterated by Buffalo. <laughs> I'm so happy about that. You have no idea. And I that I said it everywhere, so I was gonna have to live and the die. Bills with taking it. the opposite approach of the Philadelphia. Eagles, yeah, they're like, so. yeah, screw. They beat him in. Well, they beat him in two quarters. Who needed to? Yeah, <laughs> the game was over at half. Uh, but you you couldn't possibly imagine that the Dolphins could go into Buffalo in January and win a football game. I mean, come on, like that's not gonna happen anyway. Well, look, we we thought the Bills, knowing they pretty much had the number two seed locked up, that. They might just not play this game out. So it, I don't think it was. We, we talked about the line on the wagering show it was it kept going back and forth. Uh, and, and to peel the curtain back, you wanted to make Buffalo your upset pick because Miami had been favored. Mm-hmm. But then because we didn't get any news on Josh Allen, it right. flipped back to Buffalo. So yep. uh, it, it was a weird game for sure. But as soon as we knew Josh Allen was going, I mean, the writing was on the wall. The Dolphins are almost there but just not across that line yet. They should be great next year. Yeah. Um, the, the Dolphins have to bring in another quarterback to not name Fitzpatrick, just in case. Like, Of course. Yeah. If he's not going to stick, then yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm a big, uh, I'm a, I'm a supporter of Tua, but it was not a good start. Now there's a lot of reasons. You got to let it, the guy throw the ball downfield though. You got, you got to do, let it do a lot of things. You need a real off season. You need him to, you know, he, he had a massive hip injury. Like there's so many things in there. But you got to have somebody else. Is Fitzpatrick a starter? Like, if you drop Fitzpatrick with the Denver Broncos next year, like that there, excites There are about a million stuff. places Fitzpatrick could start next year. I how mean, about the Rams? <laughs> how about Pittsburgh if uh, Ben retires? Ugh. You know, I, I mean, don't think he's retiring even if they win. You think he's retiring? No, but he talks about it every year. Like I said before, he's got 40 million reasons to come back, but he talks about retiring every single offseason. So, uh, you know, it's going to happen eventually. So I, you know, that could be a spot. Um, you know, you mentioned a couple others. Uh, Detroit could be a spot for a year. If Stafford goes. Uh, the Patriots could be a decent spot for him. Uh, if the Cowboys lose Dak, Dallas could be a spot because Andy Dalton clearly sucks. So there's there's plenty of opportunity out there for a guy like Fitzpatrick if he wants to keep playing. Yeah, he uh, should be uh, a coach. He's so good. He should definitely uh, he be a coach. He might be uh, San Francisco. You know, I already talked about them a lot. I feel like and you're going to get healthy and be dangerous next year. Yeah. Yeah. But like Super Bowl hangover six and 10. Remember the beginning of the year we were doing like the uh, the pre shows and the odds on the team wins. And I said, whatever it is, take the under. If you did, you made money. I mean, yeah. I was pretty good on that. I got the Packers right. I got the uh, 49ers right. I got Seattle winning the division right. 12 and four. Like, I think their number was 10 this year and they went over by two. This is good stuff. My pre stuff, man, spot on. I kind of, I got to put more money in that next year. Uh, they are who we thought they are. Uh, the Cardinals, you're right about Kingsbury. Look, Kyler Murray's great. Hopkins is great. Drake looked healthy and good at the end of the season. They just need, you know, and he's a young guys. coach. Uh, look, yeah. I, and I'm not trying to say he'll never be a head coach, but it, the, just some of the mistakes that he made were kind of obvious, you know, and uh, I like Kingsbury, but. I, he's just not, he's not quite there yet. It, maybe the Cardinals going to let him learn on the job. That's why, you know, some of these guys get a long leash. Cowher was with Pittsburgh forever. Marvin Lewis was forever. Bill Belichick's been uh, forever. So some of these guys get a long leash, but you got to start getting your team to the playoffs. They're right on the precipice and couldn't push over there this year. So I, you know, King, Kingsbury's going to definitely get another shot here, but uh, the, 
the leash is going to be fairly short, especially if they start out the year bad after folding up at the end here. All right. Jaguars. Um, look, I'll tell you right now, I'm excited about LaVisca Chenault with Trevor Lawrence. I can tell yeah. you that right now. Uh, all the shares right there. That's another one. Very good. And Shark and James Robinson was great. Yeah, Robinson. So too. Uh, this team could be good, They, but they're definitely at least a quarterback away. They need a lot on defense still, too. That's fair. Um, the Texans, look, you got Deshaun Watson. The problem is the only other asset you have is J.J. Watt. So that's the guy you have to move somewhere in order to get something. I don't know where well, that at least is. They don't have good draft picks, so uh, you know. Well, that's the thing. It's like you're 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 in such a bad spot. Like I think you owe it to JJ Watt, and and he probably feels the same way. Like he probably recognizes, like he loves the Texans, but they're screwed right now. And moving him is probably best for Watt, best for the organization. And we'll see what happens with that. But look, the Texans can score points. I mean, it's the defense uh, that's the problem right now. Yeah, yeah, the defense is obviously the problem. So it's terrible. Yeah. Uh, outside, they had a lot of injuries too, so they'll get some guys back. But outside of Watt and Cunningham and McKinney, you don't have a ton there. So uh, it's definitely something that needs to get worked on. And they, you know, they don't have the first round pick, but I think they have the rest of them. So how how, how embarrassing! Like Derrick Henry went untouched so many times in that game. Not that anybody wants to get in front of Derrick Henry, especially week seventeen. You're right. But still. It's like, God, just untouched. It was embarrassing. I was embarrassed for them. Yeah, um, and we've seen him do it to Houston and Jacksonville and everybody. He's, you know, it, guys don't want to tackle at the end of the year, especially with a freight train coming down. No, so no. Uh, Speaking of embarrassing, the Raiders fell to 8-8 eight and eight after all of that. So they were on a good trajectory. It fell apart. Where do the Raiders go from here? It feels like they spin their wheels. I know they had a lot of injuries on the defensive side to end things, but I don't know, man. It feels like 8-8 th- like eight and eight is their ceiling to me. Does that make sense? Yeah, uh, they got to get they got to get whiteouts. That that's really what it is. I mean, Rugs was their first pick. I was gonna say, isn't that what Rugs was supposed to be? Yeah, but I mean, Nelson Aguilar up, was awesome. <laughs> he played banged up the whole year, and Aguilar is fine. But uh, you know, they need a big possession type of wide receiver. They need to like you know peak AJ Green type of guy. So uh, if they get that, that's gonna it's just gonna make everything better because you already have Waller, you have your deep threat and rugs, you got your running back in Josh Jacobs. So a couple more pieces on defense, and uh, you know a couple better options to throw to, maybe shore up the line a little bit. They're right there. I don't know if Gruden's gonna be able to get them over the hump, but they are right there. And then you got the Broncos too. I, I just think they're a quarterback away. Elway got moved out of the GM spot oh, up into thank the God, which is you know what? Look, great players. He has made the playoffs in five years but great players don't always make great executives they don't always make great coaches you know and and unfortunately it's he's taken some shots none of them have worked out especially in the last few years i think it's also smart of him to relinquish that role you know that's uh it's uh, a very not self-serving move for him uh unless it's just he doesn't want to take the blame for it anymore but i think he kind of says you know maybe i can't objectively look at the quarterback situation and know and they're definitely a quarterback away they're going to get fun back next year as well defensive uh mvp and all that good stuff so um th- this team could could be really good next year like you said they're a quarterback away but who is it gonna be are they gonna go in with block are they gonna make a move are they gonna try uh, to get a staff man, or Ryan can, or they, like, can they really do like i don't know man like see that's where i want fitzpatrick i want fitzpatrick with Cortland sutton and Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler, Noah Fant. I just want to see him throw for 5,000 yards. And That's Melvin what? Gordon. Like that offense, they oh have God. pieces. Put Fitzpatrick in there and go go win some football games. Uh, the Chargers <laughs> are talking to Joe Brady, which makes me very excited. Because <laughs> 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 you know how I feel about Joe Brady's play calling this year. And 
I mean, what an incredible meteoric rise, but you know what, man, the dude deserves it. He's been great. I hope he gets that job. I know they were talking to Jason Garrett too, and some other people. We'll see what happens. But if Herbert gets Joe Brady, I'm I'm all in. I mean, uh, how much is that going to help Eckler too? You know, because we always kind of thought, all right, a new coach, maybe they're going to back off of CMC a little bit. And he got hurt, and then they still didn't back off of him, and he got hurt again. Maybe this is something enough where Joe Brady realizes you can't have a guy out there taking 40 touches a game or whatever, but mm-hmm. Eckler will at least get the lion's share instead of being putzed around a little bit. So I'm excited for him too. <laughs> oh, All right, the Panthers, um, look, healthy CMC, uh, they, they seem to – Matt Rule was not too uh, – not too happy about Teddy Bridgewater at the end there. Oh, it was just a bad game. He got sour, but he wouldn't really uh, commit too much, which is interesting, kind of surprising there, considering that was his guy. Look, I know they only won five games, but still, yeah. I wonder if he's going to be in the market for a quarterback in the draft. I feel like they might be. Uh, I, I think they should be. Uh, I like Teddy, but I think Teddy is. Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater's in that Andy Dalton range where you could get to the playoffs with him, but he's not going to win you a Super Bowl. You know, he's going to have to make significant market improvements if he's going to do that. And uh, I just don't see it happening for Teddy. So uh, I'm kind of with if that's the way Matt Rule is going to go towards a different quarterback. I think I would ride with him. Well, look, in the draft order right now, they are where are they? They're eighth. So Jaguars take a quarterback. Jets may or may not. Uh, Miami's not. I don't think Atlanta will, but who knows? Maybe. Uh, the Bengals will not. The Eagles have too many quarterbacks as it is. Um, the Lions, again, that's a question mark. So at eight, there could be somebody there for sure. It's going to yeah, be. Yeah, I mean, if Zach Wilson is sitting there for them, which I don't think he will be because I think someone will trade up. But if he's sitting there right there, I, I would take him if I'm. Maybe it's Carolina that trades up. Yeah, it could. It should be. Uh, I, mean, I mean, if they can get Zach Wilson, I would do that. If you're the Dolphins, that's what you do. You trade out of that pick. That's quarterback material, and you get more picks. You move down a couple spots. That's on the Dolphins. That's what I do. Absolutely. Um, and then, of course, you got last but maybe least the Eagles. Who's quarterback of the Eagles next year opening day? Jalen Hurts. I agree. I yeah, agree. You can't and, go back to once, especially I, if Peterson stays. Hot take on this, too. Howie Roseman's not to blame for all this. He's a good GM. He would have a job tomorrow if yeah. he got fired. Doug Peterson, people forget, was like a, he was like the punchline of coaches before he won a Super Bowl. And since he won a Super Bowl, he got like all this like all this respect for Doug Peterson because he won this magical run. He's an under 500 coach since then. And yeah. it's hilarious to me that we can do such a turnaround where you go from the punchline to being, well, it's not Peterson's fault. Really? Are we sure? Like, it feels like Peterson's fault as the head I coach. I hated what they did this year on offense specifically. It's like, terrible. It, you know, when you have so many injuries to that, uh, to that old line and you don't roll uh, Wentz out or do any type of misdirection to, uh, you know, you're just letting those defenders pin their ears back and come after your quarterback on every play. It's dumb. It's just not a good, it wasn't very good in my opinion. So I think Peterson should be gone, but looks like they might stick with him. So who knows? Yeah. Uh, look, I mean, it was a fun fantasy year. Um, you know, we'll, we'll save, you know, we're going to talk so much about the, Six games coming up. We'll save that on Thursday and really get into those teams. But, um, you know, clearly David Montgomery's finish, Jonathan Taylor's finish to the season, J.K. Dobbins finish to the season from the running back position. Those are three guys that really look like they're ready to kind of take over uh, and basically already have, especially like Montgomery with the nine catches. Like that was great. Week 17, nine catches for David Montgomery. How that happened. 
But like, <laughs> I'm enough with the Terry Cohn stuff. Like, let's just make Montgomery the guy, and let's just go. Like that. That's I hope. I-, I hope that's what they see. And and Cohen can split out. He can play wide out. Like, uh, right? they, they can have plays for him, but he needs to be more like uh, Gio Bernard when Joe Mixon is healthy than a 50 percent timeshare guy. Like Dave Montgomery should be their dude, and I think he will be. I think he will be moving forward here too because of. You know, I mean, you can never trust Nagy to want to throw in Cordell Patterson and guys like that. But I just think Montgomery was too good at the end to be ignored. You know, I also I look at the Vikings and I, and I see a team that invested a lot of money in Dalvin Cook. And I, and I said at the time, I thought that was a very risky idea because of the injuries. And he's a great player. I love Dalvin Cook. But then you see Madison go off for a huge game like that. And you go, Ugh, you know, what's going to happen here? You know, like they're, they're kind of hamstrung. They have so much money tied into Cousins and Cook. That's just, it's tough for them to fix the holes that they have. That's another, there's some off seasons here with the Eagles, with the Patriots, with the Vikings, with the Texans that are going to be absolutely fascinating because there's I think so that's why a, a lot of these GM spots that are open up, uh, the, you know, you see a lot of cap guys getting interviews. A lot of guys right. that uh, specifically are, um, you know, like Omar Khan with Pittsburgh is a guy that specifically deals with the cap. And uh, he got interviewed by Houston and stuff like that. You're going to see a lot of that go on in the offseason. And especially with these teams losing money without having fans at the stadiums this year. Um, you know, they're, they're going to be uh, teams that will go up against the cap and many teams that are going to be well below the cap, I think, this year. And the cap should drop, too, which makes things way more difficult. Yeah, I think somebody will bite on Carson Wentz. Like that's gonna happen, you know. Somebody. Will. I hope I it's Denver. At, I I think Denver's a good spot. There's a couple. Uh, I think Jared Goff is on borrowed time with the Rams. I really do, uh, from a quarterback standpoint. There. I think uh, he's still the quarterback there. Yeah. I think he is, but man, you better bring in somebody else. Like to, <laughs> to push. Yeah, I mean, you, you just didn't like what you saw from John Wolford. Come no, on. I didn't like what I saw from. I don't like what I saw from Goff in the last four weeks. Yeah. I mean, he's a no, terrible that, that, monster. Last it's four. understandable. Go- Goff is one of those guys, but Goff is one of those guys where you could see him going on a run. I mean, he already did and took the Rams mm-hmm. to the Super Bowl, just couldn't close against the, the Patriots or couldn't score against the Patriots, obviously. So, um, you know, he can't, like, he's good enough for me. He's taking his team to a Super Bowl where I'm not worried about Goff nearly as much as you are, but I get it, you know. I, I'm worried. I'm especially worried when he doesn't have a good running game. You know, when the yeah. run game's not there or, you know, Cam Akers was going good, the Rams look good again. And then as soon as Cam Akers got hurt, all of a sudden the Rams didn't look any good again. <laughs> we're just yeah. Going backwards and it's it's same thing. I mean, Goff looks great when Todd Gurley's great. Todd Gurley's not good. Goff doesn't look so good, does he? I mean, it's just, it's not rocket science here. It's just, it's just a fact. So, yeah. you know, we'll see what happens here. It's going to be a fascinating offseason, no doubt about it. But we will be back on Thursday with your DFS preview, we've got a fun wild card weekend, a game slate, a lot to break down, a lot to talk about. So make sure you subscribe to the pre-snap and subscribe while you're at it to the On Deck Show, courtesy of Line Star app, wherever you get your podcast, because that'll be right around the corner for baseball as well. You can follow us on the mean in the meantime over on the Twitter machine at Bogman Sports, at Joe Pizapia17, at Line Star app, and at Line Star NFL. That'll do it for me and Boggs. We'll see you on Thursday. There's nothing left to do now except down, set, win. You've been listening to the pre-snap podcast brought to you by Line Star. Hit subscribe, drop a review, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy football experts Joe Pizapia and Scott Bogman.